Welcome to the Kids Business Podcast. This podcast isn't about how to work less. Instead, it's about how to build a business in a simple and consistent way by focusing on one important thing at a time so you enjoy working on your business. Hi, it's Kachina, and you are listening to The Kiss. Keep it simple, business podcast. When I was in school, I didn't know who I wanted to be in life. I didn't like school, and I couldn't wait to get out. I liked the idea of becoming a ship captain, because I liked the sea, but the idea of studying with a bunch of boys didn't really appeal to me. Then I liked the idea of becoming a vet. We had a dog, so I thought that would be cool too. And then I wanted to be a hairdresser. What girls doesn't like to look pretty, right? But in reality, I didn't really know who I wanted to be or what profession to choose. There was no passion. There was no real direction. No one discussed any career options with me. And I had no idea about what jobs or professions would be in demand when I grew up. My parents worked all day, and I was a typical latchkey kid. A latchkey child is someone who returns to an empty home after school, or a child who is often left with no supervision or with siblings because the parents work all day. Funny, one day, my parents actually forgot to pick me up from the nursery. I was five at the time, and I remember the angry nursery teacher who told me off because my parents forgot to fetch me. So this is how it was. But um, my father worked all day. He worked as a civil engineer, and he worked on large-scale projects, bridge constructions, power stations, mainly outside in all the weathers. My mom worked in retail but spent a lot of years looking after kids. So when I was still small, she went back to work. There were four of us in the family, six together with mom and dad, so quite a big family. I was born in the Kola Peninsula, which is a large peninsula in northwest Russia, located almost entirely in the Russian Arctic. So it's a very cold place. And when I was about one, my parents decided, okay, it was time to move to northeast Russia, to the city of Magadan, near the sea of Akhotsk, another cold place. So, as you can imagine, the winter climate in Russia is quite harsh, but my father worked outside a lot on the construction site. I don't know if he liked his job. It was hardly a dream job, but it paid the bills. So, his advice to me was always get a job, then earn a pension. Starting a business was very risky, and it was not encouraged in Soviet Russia, and getting a job was a safe bet. I remember days when he would return from work tired and sometimes a bit merry because I guess he needed a drink to keep warm. And the irony is that a few years later, what happened in Russia was a total wipeout of people's assets and people's life savings, all in the name of perestroika or a changeover from the old system. And during that financial crisis of the 90s, millions, including my father, lost pretty much everything. 
his life savings were gone and a lot of his pension was gone too. The government wanted a new system with new rules. They wanted to modernize the society. And as for people, they just had to find a way out of this financial mess they were in without any help from the government. So even when in my teens, I didn't really believe in the safety and security of a job. One day when I was still doing my advanced degree, I started a business. Today is no different from what happened some 30 years ago to my parents. And this is why your job and your earnings are not guaranteed. I did some interesting research for my book, Generation AI, The Rise of the Resilient Entrepreneur. And I concluded that entrepreneurship might be the only viable option left for people. And the reason why it's because their jobs no longer need them. Robots and AI or artificial intelligence are doing all the jobs. Today, news and blog sites are full of articles about how much money has been invested in AI or how many people lost their jobs to automation or that some creative robot is now creating these masterpieces and all the artists are a bit shocked or that companies that use the latest AI technology to automate their processes made lots of efficiency gains. Job automation is when technology reduces the number of employees that are required to do a certain job. And this results in a massive boost in productivity and efficiency for a company. If you go back to 2018 and look at some statistics and business data, you'll read that in 2011, big corporations generated $420,000 in revenue per worker which was an increase of more than 11% over the 2007 figure. And you will read that those large corporations doubled their investments in IT technology. And why is this important? Because it destroyed many full-time middle-class jobs. And yes, some new roles were created during the recovery that followed um, the recession of 2008. This is when it's happened. So the economy grew a bit. What's interesting is that the majority of these new roles were created in part-time and temporary occupations. Many middle-class and middle-income jobs disappeared. Later, when automation swept through China in 2014, it forced many people to leave their jobs in factories. So what's happened to those people? They had to find jobs in other industries that were less vulnerable at the time, like the hotel industry. Of course, the hotel industry is no exception. It's been investing in automation too. You may have heard about the Flyzoo Hotel located on the Alibaba campus in Hanzhou. It's operated by robots and employs half as many staff as the conventional hotel. So. When I started researching for my book, I also found that in many companies, there is an increasing emphasis on hiring superstars. In 2012, there was a study published in the Journal of Personal Psychology. You can read this article yourself. It's called The Best and the Rest, Revisiting the Norm. And this study found that individual performance was not evenly distributed. 
In other words, it followed a, a power law. And what does that mean? It means that a small percentage of employees contribute a disproportional amount of output. And this is not a piece of anecdotal evidence. The study examined 633,263 researchers, entertainers, politicians, athletes, and these participants represented 198 work groups or study units. So it was a large study covering a large sample. And what was the conclusion? Well, a small percentage of employees contributed a disproportional amount of output. And what it means is that organizations don't need lots of people to be efficient, but just few superstars. And these so-called superstars performed at a much higher level, which made them more attractive to companies. So why these findings are so significant? Because attracting, retaining, empowering this super hyper-performance may become a matter of survival for companies. But what if you are not a superstar? What if you can't keep up with challenging job demands? And what if you can't keep up with increasing stress that these demands cause you? Well, that's a good question. Talking about stress, what we're going to see in the next decade is much more advanced robotics and AI. And this, of course, will widen the range of tasks and jobs that these machines and AI can perform. And what will be the impact? Well, work displacement, inequality, coupled with increasing stress. If you've ever bought products on Amazon or Netflix, your products were suggested to you by smart algorithms, right? You already know that. But this is not the full story. Today, billions are spent on AI projects to develop high-level intelligence. In 2018, DARPA invested $2 billion to make machines think like humans. And DARPA, if you don't know, is a Defense Advanced Research Project Agency. Very serious organization, right? So what does that mean? Well, imagine a super-intelligent computer that can understand, that can learn any intelligent task like you and me. So today, AI performs cognitive tasks that were once unique only to humans. So when human champions play the game of chess, scramble, and the Chinese game of Go with an AI, they wanted to test it, and they wanted to find out what AI was capable of. And it defeated human champions. Every day, it costs less and less for AI to do the same task, and it's getting smarter. Today, smart or intelligent algorithms are able to drive cars, drive trucks. They can take food orders. They can sell food. They can cook, teach, tell doctors about symptoms and treatments for diseases such as cancer. AI can deliver packages inspect offshore oil rigs, and even write political speeches. So what's your take on this? Will AI create more jobs than it destroys? The so-called experts tell us that it will. We'll have more jobs, 
companies will need to retrain their employees to work with AI, but we will have more jobs. This is what they tell us. But what if they're wrong or if they're not telling us all the truth? The cost of machine learning systems and AI technology is getting cheaper. Every day it costs less and less to train AI than ever before. It's been some interesting report uh, published by ARK Invest that found that AI training costs dropped hundredfold between 17 and 19. So everyday AI is getting better at automating tasks that were done by humans before. And this is what your employer won't tell you about your job. They might know that the very AI technology that will replace you one day already exists, but it may take some time for the company to roll it out. In the meanwhile, why rock the boat, right? Worrying you. So they don't tell people. Let's suppose you want to gain new skills. And let's suppose the company you're working for wants to retrain you. Will you be open to learning technical skills like software development, automation, or technology like blockchain or cybersecurity? The use of AI technology will become critical and essential for company survival, and companies will be under immense pressure to recruit technical staff. So if you're working in a company, buckle up because it's going to get tougher. Non-competitive companies that don't use AI will lose to those that do. And non-productive employees and non-technical employees will be replaced or made redundant. What many people don't realize that coronavirus pandemic has accelerated the speed of technological adoption by years. Whilst we were locked down and fed horror stories on the TV of people dying across cities, there was a widespread installation of 5G technology. Many people still unaware of the consequences of the events that took place in the last couple of years. And yes, skeptics will say, okay, well, many companies are only employing narrow AI systems and that these narrow AI systems are nowhere near their full potential yet. But these AI-based algorithms that are trained on big data can eventually lower the marginal costs of companies to zero. If this is achieved, there'll be dire consequences, and not just for people living in poorer countries, but also for people working in Western organizations. A large chunk of work will be carried out by robots and intelligent AI. In 2017, Udemy investigated the workplace stress levels of U.S. workers, and it found that employees in America were feeling more stressed than ever before, and the main stress triggers were the fear of losing their job to AI technology. Other top-ranking stresses included the need to master new skills to keep up with challenging job demands. And also, uh, many people felt stressed because they were underskilled for the job. Jobs are designed to keep us busy and not to think about entrepreneurship. And they provide a full sense of security till the point when we lose our job. And one of the main threats I see today is automation and advancements in AI. 
So that's why learning entrepreneurial skills might become of use to you should you ever lose your job to automation. So let's recap what we've covered so far. First, your job is not guaranteed. And automation and the use of AI means companies become more selective in hiring their staff. Increasing stress and the need to keep up with challenging job demands means you need to be agile and resilient to keep your job. The second point is that smart technology is getting smarter. To be competitive, companies will need to deploy AI, which is getting better doing human-level tasks. And the final point, starting a business today may give you a sense of control over your future. So why not to try it today? That's all from me. It's Katrina, and you've been listening to the KISS Keep It Simple Business Podcast. And if you're looking for a way to start an online business, Check out the link in my podcast notes or go straight to the homebiztofreedom.com and find out for yourself. And of course, connect with me on LinkedIn and other channels. And bye from me for now.